All right. So well, why don't we just introduce ourselves? Okay. And, Sounds good. Uh, we, uh, what I wanted to do was, uh, I wanted to have like a little blurb. I'm Swapna, and my name name means dream in in Sanskrit, or I don't know. That's still, a, it's it it means it means a dream. I'm Ray, and uh, Swapna thinks I'm a ray of hope. Actually, I looked up that definition today when we were talking, and it actually says a uh, ray of sunshine or something, like a like a beam. <laughs> so, but growing up, it was the king. I'm the king, so that was. The uh, I am not ready to give you that. <laughs> Come on. I, I I told you no, even on the on the store. I know, I know. You're like no, I'm not. I'm not saying you're the king, <laughs> and I will not. <laughs> <laughs> you are a ray of hope. I think that is much more realistic than than this grandiose king business. That's fine. I'm a humble king, though. <laughs> so. Not willing to give in. You cannot well, budge uh, me. This is a, a new podcast. My friend Swapna and I um, are starting together. Um, and we'll introduce ourselves, kind of tell what we are hoping to accomplish. And this is just kind of a journey. So just go with us on this journey for as long as it takes. Um, but my name is Ray and I am a pastor in Oklahoma City and um, I'm working with Swapna. Hi, I'm Swapna and I'm a doctor in Oklahoma City and uh, and it's a privilege to be with Ray on this journey. Yeah, that's been fun. So uh, Swapna and I want to tell you about our, our journey of coming together. It's an interesting story, at least to us. I don't know if it'd be interesting to anybody else, but it's at least interesting to us because um, our lives have intersected at this time and, and both of our lives. And as we've talked, the more our lives actually intersected even years ago, 20 years ago. And so um, God, in my case, knew my journey and uh, Swapna is a part of my my life. So it's been this has been fun. Uh, for for me and her, uh, Swapna, what what does your name mean? This is the very, one of the first things you told me when I met you the first time. My name means a dream, and I feel like uh, I'm a dream for my father. That's mm. how. So I was named by my aunt, who was the second mother to me, and it means a dream. And I feel like uh, many people in my family feel like I am their dream come true. Nice. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> That's a great name. Um, that means dream. My name is Ray. My mom and dad, of course, named me Raymond. That's my full name. And uh, the first time I met Swampna, I said, my name's Ray and it means king. And she goes, no, that's not it. <laughs> she told me, no, she said it was something else. What did you tell me my name was at that time? Uh, I don't know. I just thought of a ray of hope. Ray of hope. I, when I talked to you, it was a ray of hope. Yeah, cool. So our podcast is actually called um, Dreams and Hope. And so we think that all life needs dreams and all life needs hope to push you forward. And And we're hoping that this podcast will be beneficial and we can actually help each of you with a dream and hope. So, Well, uh, Ray is much closer to God than I am. So I'm not going to help anyone get to their dreams. I'm just going to be having fun and laughing and hopefully sharing some laughs with you guys. 
<laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, Swapna has a contagious laugh. So as you guys uh, get to know her, you'll hear her laugh. It's contagious. Actually, the first time I heard her laugh, it was echoing through the mountains of Colorado. So, <laughs> so oh my that gosh. was good. I, I'm well known for, for being the laugh track of my life. There you go. So I don't need any any laugh track because I am good enough. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Hey, what do you remember about the first time you saw me? on in Colorado. So everybody we met in Colorado, we both live in Oklahoma City, but we met in Colorado. You know, I was just kind of walking and it was this beautiful hike and uh, me and my husband had left the kids in our hotel and we were just on this beautiful sunrise hike. I was a little tired. My husband is in better physical shape than I am. So he wanted to do more and I said, okay, I just need a break. And uh, I decided to take a break in a, in a spot that was beautiful. And uh, it was, uh, Ray happened to be on that beautiful spot sharing. So I was fine with sharing the beautiful spot with Ray and I struck up a conversation. I don't know if it was Ray that I started talking to first or his father, but one of the two. And just we just started talking and it was a great break after like, three hours of climbing uphill. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so is that what you remember, Ray? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we were, I, I go to Colorado every year with my dad, my brother, my son has recently gone, uh, now twice. And then, um, this year, last year, uh, my brother-in-law was there with his son. And so there was, there was two, four, six, seven of us. So there's seven of us this last time. And so we, we set out early, just like Swapna and her husband did. And we we're going up this trail and it was our first day. So I think Swapna had already been there a couple of days, but for me, it was our first day. And so of course the first day you're trying to get used to the altitude and the climate and all that stuff. And this first hike for me, every time I go to Colorado, this is for me to escape. And so I'm focused on the trail. I'm not really looking much. I look at the beautiful sights. It's physical. Your lungs are not used to the altitude. And so I'm hiking up this trail and I have these walking sticks. I go, I go every year. So I'm used to, I'm used to walking with walking sticks and I passed Swapna and her husband. And she goes, you guys are going too fast. I need some of those walking sticks, something like that. It was something in passing. And I was like, oh yeah, you should get some. They're on Amazon. And so I just kept going. <laughs> well, then I get up to this, this rock and I'm standing on the rock with my brother. Uh, and we're just standing up there looking at the beautiful lake. It was called Lock, Lock Vale. And it's overlooking this beautiful lake and the sun's coming up and it's really pretty. Um, and so I'm standing there and I don't know if my dad was behind us or ahead. Of, I don't know where he was, but um, we're standing there and Swapna comes down the trail and I hear her, you can hear her coming. Cause she's, she's, she, she, she talks and her voice carries. So it's not bad. This is good. Oh, and so that, she turns the corner. Is that a way of saying I'm loud? No, I mean, <laughs> you could be loud. Your, your voice just carries. So I've been, <laughs> I've been known for my voice to carry too. But anyway, so she walks around the corner and there's this patch of snow. So there was still snow on the ground. So there's this like patch of snow. So she diverts from the snow and comes up the rock where I'm standing. And, uh, she strikes up a conversation. So it was all swap. it wasn't me. I didn't, I didn't start talking to swap. It was more like, hi, you know, and, uh, she immediately starts asking us, you know, where we're from and how long we've been in Colorado and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, we're not from Colorado. And, uh, I don't even know how this came out, but she asked, I think we started trying to do like the 20 questions guess, guess game. And it was like, where do you think I'm from? Where do you think I'm from? And where do you, what do you think no, I do? No, and no. what do you think you do? And that's not what we did. We started okay. trying to guess our professions. Okay. 
So it started there mm, before where we lived. I, I don't think I cared about where you lived. You, I if I would have just... had a sign that said Oklahoma, you wouldn't have come up on the rock. I know that for sure, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I would have never guessed you being from Oklahoma either. So, uh, yeah, I think I, I, I don't look like the typical Oklahoman. <laughs> well, I had a facial hair and I had all my rugged look, and so Swapna, I think, thought we were from Colorado, so she was just went to try to guess the vocation. No, I thought you were really fancy and you had those fancy <laughs> walking <Holes>. sticks. <laughs> so I thought you were like these really amazing, uh, like uh, northern country travelers who, who knew what they were doing while I was so <laughs> bent and out of shape and just needed a break. Yeah. Well, my dad and my brother, they know what they're doing. My brother used to live in Colorado. He hikes all over the place. So he knows. I just go along for the ride. I don't. I don't do the planning. I don't pack the, I mean, I pack my own stuff, but they tell me what to pack. So I'm a poser mountain man. So I'm not a real mountain man. If my brother and my dad didn't go, I wouldn't go because I'd be, I'd be lost up there. So, <laughs> so I guess you were, uh, you looked authentic enough for me to be fooled. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> well, we started guessing and I, I asked, I guess that you were a teacher and you said close. And then you guessed that I, I think you guessed I was a, did I? I'm trying to remember because it was surprising. Whatever you guessed, it was surprising because it was close enough. I don't know if you said teacher or if you said pastor. I don't know. You said one of those. So once I you said I that. I think I said pastor. I, I think, think you did. Do you know why I said pastor? Because at, at some point you said you lived in Yukon. And I was like, yeah, Yukon is the home of God. So... <laughs> uh, that's funny. It's a nice place. I don't think it's the home of God, but it's a nice place. <laughs> <laughs> For, <laughs> it's not the home of God, but I have so many close Christian friends and their churches, Indian friends, and yeah. there, there are many Indian churches in Yukon. So I just associate Yukon with a lot of churches and then a lot of pastors. And I just, I don't know, but I somehow knew, figured out you were a pastor before you figured out my profession. Right. Right. I don't think I ever said, I think I said teacher and then I might've said doctor, but I don't, I didn't really quite get what you, what your profession was. But the, the cool thing is, um, as we were talking, I think what's funny is my dad didn't stick around. Uh, my dad left. I think my brother left too. I think Amaya came up on the trail and he goes, I'm going to keep walking. So he kind of went around the lake. He just kept walking. And so Swap and I were talking on, the, <laughs> on this rock overlooking Lock Vale. And, uh, I think Amey actually went a mile further yeah. because he was not done hiking and I was done hiking. For me, that was it. Like I was not going to go however pretty the next view was going to be. I was just like, man, this is this is enough for today. You went far enough. <laughs> this was good enough for me. And that's when you, you know, told I, me about the Valley of the Flowers because it kind of was, uh, I don't know how long we talked there, but it was long enough for me to tell you I had a podcast, for me to invite you on a podcast, for us to exchange numbers, for you to tell me about the Valley of Flowers, that it's enough. Like you got to the place where it's enough for you to see uh, in the journey. So it, we stood there long enough to hear enough about each other's stories. And truthfully, I'll tell you this, Swapna, when we left that moment, I never thought we'd talk again or see each other again, even though I had your information and you had mine. I, I, didn't, I, didn't, expect, I didn't expect to talk again. 
Uh, you know, I actually remember that I told you that you should have guests on your podcast and you should have me on your podcast. Yes. So I was kind of like uh, narcissistic <laughs> or... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, there you like, go. I don't know. I'm full of myself some days, and maybe that was one of those days. So I I randomly meet people, randomly strike up a conversation, and then I tell them what they should do in their life. <laughs> yeah, that's good. And here's here's what's funny over the over the last several months getting to know Swapna. It's interesting because she will tell you what to do. And then if you push back on her, she'll still tell you this is what you should do anyway. <laughs> so really? <laughs> so, is that she's my true north? <laughs> no, she's persistent for sure. Oh, but, I'm uh, persistent. I think I'm for sure persistent. But I I am only persistent in things that I believe in. Everything yeah. else, uh, I mean, I'm flexible but persistent. You know, I I have lived in this country for 21 years now i came in september 2001 so i feel like i am american and indian so it was interesting i had this conversation in the morning with my younger son and i was saying to him i'm half and half Uh and he corrected me saying no you're not half and half you are american full american and full indian so i was asking him what is he and he really didn't say anything, but he was very sure that I was both, which yeah. I thought was very sweet. I think what you are is third, your third culture. And so you have a full Indian culture, you have a full American experience culture, but you can't be both. You're a third person, which is a perfect combo of both. Um, I grew up out of the country as well. And so some of the experiences that you've had, I've had because I went to Central America as a nine-year-old. Um, I lived there till I was 18. Then I went back with my wife for 14 years. I've actually lived out of the country longer than in the United States. So you've lived here longer than I have, especially in Oklahoma. Um, and so I consider myself a third culture person, meaning I'm American, I'm Latin, but I'm combining both of them. That's what my experience is. So I can't truly separate the two. And I think that's kind of where you're headed as well. I think you're the third culture, uh, third, because you can't, you can't forget India. You can't forget America. You're just the combo of both. So. I think we should say we are best of both worlds. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a third, it's, it's something that truly maybe you and Amaya understand, but a lot of other people won't. Um, people can't quite understand it's a, it's sometimes can be lonely to to have a third culture because the experiences aren't shared that's true that's true but you know i found that we are such we are connected in such strong ways as humans that i don't know of anyone i have not connected with over a shared experience like i i can connect pretty much with anyone yeah i agree with that so, well, just like you, you like to you 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 started up a conversation with a stranger up in Colorado. Um, I, I will tell you reluctantly, because um, my I don't go to Colorado to meet people. You know, I don't go to the mountains of the Rockies to meet people. But this was a surprise, and it was a good one. This is a a uh, a happy surprise. And so, standing there and talking with you, and then leaving, and then I reached out to you once we got to the bottom. You know, later, a couple of days later. I reached out to you and I said, Hey, this is Ray. And here's my cell phone. Cause there's no signal up there, you know? 
And uh, for all I know, you gave me a wrong number, you know what I mean? <laughs> but you, but I, I sent you a text and then you responded. And then little by little, we kind of got together and got to know each other. And um, you got on my, my podcast, which is completely different than this one, um, a crazy podcast. So you came and shared uh, your story. And then I've had you, I think you've been the most, most repeated guest on my podcast that I've ever, that anybody's ever been. So I think you've been on there three times. Um, and it's been very, it's been enjoyable. Then outside of that, we've kind of developed a relationship so that uh, we started dreaming about, okay, so what could we do as a psychiatrist or as a person in the profession of the mind? And then I'm in, I'm a pastor, but I hate to say it's my profession, but I'm in the spiritual realm a lot. And so how could we bring these two things together and do something beneficial together? So that's been our, it has been, maybe it hasn't been too long, but it feels like it's been a long time for me. What do you think? It doesn't feel like too long for me, but, um, you know, I've, uh, I, COVID has been kind of interesting to me. I was in an academic institution, so I was, uh, I'm still actually in an academic institution, but I was full-time a uh, full-time academic physician uh, in OU for 10 years. And uh, right right when COVID happened, I decided to pause and go on a COVID sabbatical for myself. Hmm. And, uh, and I joined OSU within a few months, but it was part-time. So it doesn't quite feel like I'm doing the same thing at OSU that I was doing at OU. And actually, I have really fun colleagues at OSU. And it's actually a group of three women, Sarah Coffey, Tessa Cheshire, and me. And so we are the three child psychiatrists. And we get to do a lot of fun things. And we have our strengths. And I guess our goal is to bring child psychiatry to the forefront in Oklahoma so that we can have a healthy, robust community of children Hmm. who will be the leaders of tomorrow. That's great. I mean, an interesting parallel to that, just hearing you talk about wanting to highlight and bring to the forefront um, child psychiatry. And the whole point is healthy adults. You know, if you can get the kids to walk through this process, then you can have healthy adults that will be productive citizens. My, My goal is the same, and yet I'm approaching it from a different perspective. Um, a different part of the the human experience, which is the spiritual side. And so coming to Oklahoma, you mentioned Yukon being the uh, home of a bunch of churches. It's true. The first time I drove through Yukon, <laughs> there was 50 churches. Basically, every corner has a church. And it really frustrated me because in, in my experience, why was God leading me to Oklahoma, specifically Yukon, if there was plenty of churches? Um, and, and, and on a similar path, why would you enter into this field when there's plenty of different focuses on children and on psychiatry? And so it's like, okay, I came to UConn. Well, the more I got to know UConn, the more I realized, okay, so there is a gap. There's a, there's a spiritual gap and most people just go through the motions, not truly spiritually connected. And so even though people have grown up in a culture of spiritual awareness and they know the words to say, it doesn't mean they truly have a spiritual relationship. They're spiritually disconnected. And so as I've been here for six years, a lot of my journey has been trying to help people awake the spiritual side and find hope 
in their spiritual path instead of just going through the motions that their parents or grandparents went through to make it more personal. Um, so I find a lot of second or third generation, and I'll put quote Christians, like people that have gone to church, but they're only just going through the motions of their family history, not personal. Um, so my whole goal is to make it personal, that it's their story, not someone else's story. That's that's a that's quite amazing. You know, I was as I as I'm listening to you talk, I'm thinking about kind of my own journey to do this podcast today. And uh, I believe in outreach. I believe in kind of being human before being a doctor. Hmm. So I feel like sometimes, even when I'm a doctor, there are some some things that I am expected to say and expected to do. And that sometimes is quite dismissive of the person who is seeking help. So I have been a doctor in Oklahoma for since 2007. I came in April of 2007, I think, or March. I came in March or April of 2007. And I did my fellowship at OU. So... I was in Baltimore for three years, and then my husband came to OU, and I really didn't want to come to Oklahoma. (laughs) I thought Hopkins was where I needed to be, but God had other plans for me. And uh, I came, and we decided to have a family, and we needed to be in the same place, because Amea was in Columbus, Ohio for six years, and for the... Last three years, I was in Baltimore. I was doing my residency in psychiatry in Baltimore at University of Maryland, Shepherd Pratt. And so for me, the next logical step in my journey was uh, uh, was Hopkins. Huh. And, uh, and I remember this pros and cons list that I had made with Amea and my dad about whether I should come to Oklahoma for fellowship or do two more years away from kind of being a family because it's hard to be a family when you are in two different places. Right. Oh, yeah. So it doesn't we, work really most of the time. No, actually, uh, we were wanting to have kids. And so we really needed to be in the same place because... <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have some virtual babies. <laughs> no, I think... No, I don't want to do Zoom babies. <laughs> so... So basically, so we we decided that I'll I'll come to Oklahoma, and Amea, my husband, is a mathematician, and so for him things are much more uh, much more hard than a physician. Regular physicians can get regular jobs in many different places, but sometimes when you are a pure researcher in math, it's harder. It's harder mm-hmm. to to get to a place which is which is the right fit for you. So this was the right fit for him. And uh, he actually went for a year to California in between all of our Oklahoma stay, but I stayed. So Hmm. I have stayed after I came. And uh, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's been, it's been, it's been great because this is where I've had kids. I have two boys they're 10 and 12 and they keep me grounded as nothing else. So yeah. I think this is home. Yeah, that's good. Well, and, and 
think hearing you talk about your dream, if you want to put it that way, and your dream shifted and you almost adopted a new dream because I don't think you, I don't think you've been miserable in Oklahoma, but I think your expectations in Baltimore was to do something else. Your dream, so your dream shifted to uh, something different. And I, I, that'd, that'd be a awesome conversation we can maybe have in the future is to um, walk through what happens when your dreams change or shift, or they're now no longer your dreams. Um, I've had a similar experience. I, I thought I would live in Central America my whole life. And when we moved here, I was like, I don't want to move to Oklahoma. <laughs> That's not where I want to be. And then the dreams changed. Um, and so now I'm happy to be here, you know, so. I think I've always been happy wherever I have been. That's good. So it's it's hard for me to be unhappy. And uh, I find joy in the place that I am planted. Hmm. So it's like the flower blooms wherever they are planted. Yeah. So it's it's the it's I I that's been a true gift I think. I'm grateful for just being being able to enjoy and have zest for life such that life can be pretty crappy but I it doesn't phase me. Hmm. That's interesting. My, uh, the thought of a flower blooming where it's planted, my, um, sister-in-law and brother-in-law, they work with, um, um, gardening and, uh, they do a lot of, uh, like makeovers for people's houses and stuff like that. Um, and one of the things they've told me, cause I have, I like, I have in love with, uh, blackberries. And so I've been trying to grow my own blackberries in my backyard. So I have a blackberry bush and I planted the first couple and it seemed like they died the first year. Well, then I kind of forgot about them. But the next year, this little twig came up and I was like, oh, something's there. And then I was like, oh, maybe it's those blackberries I planted, but it didn't do anything. Well, then the third year, man, it came up strong and actually blackberries came out. And so they told me that it takes three years for a plant that's going to produce fruit to take hold. So the first year you plant it and expect it to die and forget about it. The second year, it really won't do anything, but the third year it will. And I think that's been my experience in Oklahoma is that the first couple of years I've had to find my footing and find my place and figure out why I'm here. And it took several years for me to actually start blooming, you know? So that's been my, my experience. That's quite amazing. That's a, that's an amazing story. You know, I came here and I started my fellowship and the fellowship is child psychiatry fellowship is a two year journey after you are, so you go to medical school, then you go to residency, which is three or four years in psychiatry, and you are a fully trained adult psychiatrist, and then you specialize in child psychiatry. So, so when I came to Oklahoma, it was really to specialize in child psychiatry. And uh, I had the, the child psychiatry program at OU is 60 years old, and it was... It was started by an amazing Danish man, Paul Tusing. I think some people, like 30 years, he died of cancer in 1996 or 97. But people who know him just loved him and adored him. And it's like the ghost of Paul Tusing still lives in the lives in the corridors of child psychiatry. Huh. And when I came, I immediately felt like I was home. 
not only that, I had like four or five mentors that were like, they were so nurturing. They were like my grandparents. They were not even like my parents. I had, uh, I had Sri Vinaker, who was, who was my professional father, I feel. I had Suzanne Whittlesey, I had Donna Hammond and Sandy Allen. And they were, their average age was 70 huh. or, or more. And huh. then my program director was Jim, Jim Allen. And he was, I think, 70. He retired when he was 80. So he must have been at least 73 when I started. And to me, huh. it was like, it was this kingdom of uh, wisdom that I just stumbled upon. I I was like very sad that I had to like leave the fancy name behind. But then I stumbled on to this kingdom of nurturance. Like, you know, in Charles Sakaitri, we say that uh, there is no, you cannot nurture anyone until you are nurtured yourself. And so I felt like I was really super nurtured for like, I'm still very nurtured, but for the seven or eight years that all of them were there, they nurtured me. When I had my first child, they needed blankets and oh my gosh, it was just like, it was quite touching. I still have all the blankets and things like things from that time. So it's, so, That's you, great. so the mother needs to be nurtured before she can be a good enough mother. Yeah. Well, interestingly enough, you came from a different country into an environment that was foreign to you and people just wrapped their arms around you and nurtured you. That's a, that's an amazing thing. And that's, I don't know if that's normal or if that's rare. Cause I, I don't know. Um, but for your experience, that's great. That's really good. That kind of reminds me of one of my life missions. I have a, I have two things that are kind of my, my, uh, values, I guess, and more mission statements for myself. One of them is do for others what was what wasn't done for you. Um, so one of the things that happens a lot of times is people that aren't nurtured don't know how to nurture, but then they end up figuring it out, but they withhold that nurture from someone else saying that I was never nurtured, so you don't need to be nurtured, or I was never mentored, so you don't need to be mentored, or I was never taught anything, so you don't need to be taught. And so my philosophy or my goal is I need to do for others what was never done for me. Um, if I, if it's within my hands and I can do it and I can pass it to somebody, whether it's nurture, care, advice, um, wisdom, whatever it is, um, mentorship, I will actually give that to someone around me, even though that wasn't done for me. Um, so that kind of, uh, your story points to that, that you were in a foreign place, come to a foreign country and a foreign community in the middle of America and some people wrap their arms around you to the, to the extent that they actually got you baby gifts. That's a, that's a big deal. That's a, that's a big thing. You know, but I think they did that for everybody. Huh. And they were, they are just these amazing people who do yeah. that for everybody. But again, my, in my life experience, I've always been surrounded by love. Like I don't know if it's me or so I don't remember not being surrounded by love. Like, I think I it's you, though. It, I think there's something about you that draws that in. So my dad is like one of the most openly loving, nurturing persons I know. Not just for me, but for like 
literally 50,000 people that he has come in contact with all his life. So I think, and for him, I was special, like a daughter is special. Right. So, so I, I never, so I've always felt surrounded by love. And so to, to me, it was not, so I guess sometimes I take it for granted. Yeah. Well, and I think that's the thing, your experience has uniquely yours and it sometimes is is typical to ex- think that other people could have the same experience, but that's really not true. And I think that's my motivation. My motivation is different than yours because my experiences haven't been yours. And so when I come across something and I can give it freely, I want to do that, even though that wasn't done for me. And so I'm not going to let my experiences keep me from from giving it to someone, even though I never, I didn't receive certain things. Now I've had an adventurous life. My, I feel like my life's been a, just a one adventure after another. Um, so for me, when I look at people and they live a boring life, I don't understand that, but my experience has been adventure, you know? Um, and so it's easy to, it's, it's, it's sometimes, go ahead. You were going to say two <clears throat> things that were your yeah truths. So you I wasn't going to share the other one, but I was, the other one I was going to wait for later, but the other one is just, um, it doesn't matter where you've been. It only matters where you're going. Um, oh. a lot of people judge people's past and they hold their past over them. And for me, it does not matter where anybody's been. It only matters where the next step is. Um, and so those two things drive me. Okay. So I'm going to repeat what you said because okay. it's powerful. Okay. Give what was not given. Yep. And what matters is where you're going. Yep. I think we got the pep talk. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. So Ray and me were thinking about how to structure our podcast. And I said, let the first three minutes be a a zealous pep talk version. (laughs) (laughs) Something to grab your attention right out the gate. Yes, yes. So let's... uh, I don't know, but uh, we didn't quite start that way. I don't even actually know when you started recording me today. So <laughs> I should have recorded you like 20 minutes earlier, but didn't, oh, I didn't my gosh. That, so. oh my gosh. <laughs> so. so my kids are uh, what keep me grounded. And they say I talk when I could not talk. Like in any given situation, if there is a connection to be had, and if I have energy to give, I will. Yeah. Well, you are but, a connector. I, I've I've learned that about you. You like to connect. Not well. It's like sometimes it's knowledge or experience or people that have similar things. So you can you like to connect, and I love that too. That's one of my things that I love. I love to connect people. Yeah, I feel like uh, life is too short to hold back what you can share. Yeah, that's true. That's good. Well, um, so what is our journey? Here's what, here's one thing I've been curious. What, how did we go from Lockvale to a podcast? Uh, to be honest, I don't know. <laughs> Cause this because is June of, this is June of 2021. And now we're sitting in no, February. No, no, no. Yeah, right. To June of 2021. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, June Sorry. of 2021. And then we're sitting in February of 2022. And to so me, I know th- it seems longer than eight months, but it's only been eight months. So then uh, on June 29th of 2021, you texted me saying, would you 
want to come on a podcast and i guess in a couple of days later i said oh maybe i don't know because i never know if i have anything of value like i feel like the stakes are low when you're just having a conversation with someone you don't ever need to meet again but then the stakes are higher if you're going to be broadcast right so <laughs> i was just not sure if i have anything of value to say but then i think you were persistent or maybe i thought maybe i should give it a go because my first podcast with you was called value of flowers mm-hmm. and it was it was about where i was in that particular moment of time and it was maybe in i don't know if it was in august i think so august and then the second podcast was you belong which was dedicated to my grandfather who died by suicide when i was 12 and mm-hmm. i really just uh, have dedicated a part of my life to suicide prevention outreach because mm-hmm. uh, that's something that feels right to me so anyway so i did the podcast you belong and it was with christy your wife and yeah. you and me and uh, it was i think it was it's probably like just my most favorite one out of all the ones that i've done my dad said that i was not letting christy speak <laughs> <laughs> i think she was a little not sure what to say either she's she's very similar where she's like i don't know if i should say anything but she's got a lot of good things to say it was good i enjoyed that oh, one too it was it was so good and uh, so yes and so but my dad sees sees my dad is uh, quite free with his love and criticism <laughs> <laughs> that's a good parent that's a good parent it's a good parent yes yes for sure, for sure. <laughs> well and then we had one more with a, another friend of yours and this is where the connections all kind of happen as these connectors that that uh, you have an ability of people that you know that you connect people and then you and I started talking about hey let's do maybe once a month let's let's do a an episode And then for some reason I was thinking I was like you know what would be actually good is if we just had our own podcast just do something separate to where we could we could stay in a lane and talk through you know the the mental spiritual physical just like the the person the human human person um and we're not here's the thing with with Swapta and I is that we're not like telling anybody what to do we're not even professionally giving you professional advice we're just telling you our stories and things that have helped with us and each person has to make their own decision you know so this is not medical advice this is not uh uh anything like that and we want to make sure that's clear medical or uh, spiritual right you're not giving any spiritual advice i'm not telling anybody what to do <laughs> <laughs> it's just information that if you want to do something with it that's great i think all of us need to um be aware of the things that spark our interest and then know when and how to go about finding the information um and and actually what we're going to do with our own lives so i do believe that owning your story gives you the gives you a lot of peace and i think for the last 2 years i've been trying very hard to own my story hmm. so i was a perfect daughter a perfect wife a perfect host a perfect mother and i feel like i was burnt out a perfect doctor mm. and a perfect academician and trying to do kind of perfect in whatever i was given whatever resources i was given and i feel like i was feeling quite burnt out and covid has given me 
covid has been a blessing for me because it has given me this this reset that i needed in life mhm i agree i agree it's a it's interesting you say that the very first message i preached after covid was called reset um because i felt like the same thing i felt like covid gave us an opportunity to reset um to find out what was important to find out the values to find out what relationships were important and we got to actually reset rebuild and renew what we thought was important and i think that's excellent so for me covid has been a blessing as well and i know a lot of people can't say that i've even had covid had all the shots it doesn't matter i <laughs> it's been the worst and the best but it's been a blessing i can't i can't say it's been a bad thing it's been a blessing for sure when covid happened my parents who live in india were stuck with me for 6 months hmm. and that was the most intense sharing time i have had with my parents since i came to us in 2001 wow so it was a true gift for me yeah wow that's cool that's really good um so what we we don't know when we're going to be releasing um new episodes and when No, we know. Ray. Uh, okay. We know. So you know. Okay. So Swapna knows. She has it all mapped out, but <laughs> No, what I'm what I'm more than anything it's our our topics are going to be um we're going to have a topic that we're going to talk about and that we're going to uh, share some of our experiences with um but this is going to be a journey for us as well. Uh, just like the journey up to Lockvale the journey down the mountain the journey to Oklahoma the journey to be uh friends we've both been to each other's houses our families have met each other um we have this friendship and a professional relationship it's kind of an interesting uh all encompassing that's why it's hard for me to believe it's only been 8 months i feel like it's been longer because we've we've actually experienced a lot in 8 months um Swapna's food is great. If you guys ever get to try it, oh man, <laughs> it's the uh, best. So, I love cooking for people. Yeah, it's the best. And so, if you ever get a chance to eat her food, she actually sent me a picture today. It was not very nice, but she sent me a picture of her food she was cooking for two hours, and I was like, "You sent that to me around lunchtime. That's not right." <laughs> so the disadvantage of being virtual is that you cannot eat other people's food. No, you can't even smell it. So it's like uh <laughs> it's it's bad. You just get the pictures. <laughs> oh. So but uh Swap is a great great person and I'm really excited to start this journey with her. Um and we all we don't know where it's going to go, uh but we're willing to step into this journey and just like one of my um life missions is it doesn't matter where we've been, it only matters where we're going. And so I'm excited to be on this journey with you Swapna um for wherever it takes us. Well, I think it's it's meant to be i was not really wanting to do much in life because it was my covid re covid reset but here i am and i'm thoroughly enjoying being part of it and walking this path for a little bit with you and uh, i'm curious to see where it will take us yeah i'll bet you we're going to do some video stuff too cuz swapta has a lot of uh, good insight and a good knowledge um good wisdom to share and so i'm sure there'll be some some little short videos as well along the way so stay tuned and if you do us a favor share this cuz otherwise it will not go anywhere so <laughs> we need people's help to share it well no i i am i i don't know if we will have anything important to say but i know for sure that we'll have fun and uh, <laughs> i think if i can reach one person that's good enough for me. Yeah. 
That's good. I don't know if that's true for Ray, but that's good enough for oh, me. Oh, that's good for me too. I mean, you're that's a good Christian saying right there, Swapna. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, I have a, a lot of friends. I'm a, I'm, a, yeah. I'm a Hindu and I think, I don't know. I, I'm primarily a Hindu, but when it comes to religions, I embrace everything. Yeah. Swapna is a true... A seeker, and they she has her hands in a lot of things, and so you'll you'll discover that as we as we go forward. It's a it's a good thing. <laughs> so, but I like to learn too. I like new things, and so this has been this has been fun, and it will be fun as we move forward. This is a, a great thing. So, really looking forward to our journey, Swapna. Thank you so much for for doing this with me and agreeing to it. I don't even know. You know what? I'm, I've been thinking about this. I'm not even sure who agreed to what, but here we are. You know, you asked me whether you wanted to do a podcast on love and laughter. And I was like, I actually, I thought you were just asking for one session. And I was like, fine, one session is no commitment. And then later you tell me it's a separate podcast. I was like, man, I did not agree to that. (laughs) But I think this is worthwhile if we can, if we can, if this helps people own their story and find themselves the way they need to be found, see themselves the way they need to be seen. I think that that is a success right there. Yeah. Oh, this will be good. This will be good. I I think our original um, thing, when I sent you a text, I said, I think we should do a separate podcast I'm an entrepreneur. And so I see things all the time that we should start. And so I'm like, Hey, we should do a separate podcast. I think it'd be helpful. It'd be good. It'd be focused. Um, let's call it uh, live well and laugh or live and laugh or love and laugh or whatever. And cause I, cause Swapna likes to laugh. I like to laugh. And I was like, it needs to have laugh in there. Um, and so Swapna put her board up and she wrote a bunch of things down and then we landed on dreams and hope. And I think that's a, a better, a better broad picture. So we because laugh, my though. name means dream and you are a ray of hope. There you go. And I, and I and we will laugh though. So expect laughter. Expect laughter. <laughs> if nothing else, expect to be entertained. That's right. That's right. So well, very good. Well, till next time. This is uh this is Ray and Swapna on Dreams and Hope. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. <laughs>